Baby girl, who told you money doesn't grow on trees? Or let me guess, someone told you money is the root of all evil. While this seems like good reasoning and legit, let me let you in on a little secret. This is why you're still broke. Wealth is a mindset. Wealth is in your daily habits. Wealth is for everyone, not just the chosen few. My name is Candace Young. I'm a credit repair expert. I love long walks to the bank, and I'm determined to help you embrace your finances so you can be confident in building wealth regardless of your current income. Welcome to the Money Mindset Queen podcast. It's time to start building wealth now. Hey, rich girls. Hey, it's your girl Candice, and I have something super special to share with you guys. Throughout the podcast, I heavily discuss how important it is to pray, manifest, and speak the things you want into existence. With that being said, on Thanksgiving weekend, 2021, I will be releasing the Money Mindset Affirmation Cards. The first step in creating wealth is to believe that you're worthy of it. The second step is to purchase these Money Mindset Affirmation Cards. These cards will help you unlock the potential for wealth. I am living proof that these cards work, and I'm so excited to share them with you guys. These cards aren't just a wonderful thing to gift yourself. They're also a perfect gift for that rich girl in your life who might just need an extra nudge in the right direction. I cannot wait for you guys to get these money mindset affirmation cards in your hands and continue the journey to being a rich girl. Toodles. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Money Mindset Queen podcast. It's your girl Candace Young, and I will be your host as usual. I am so, so excited for this episode, but first we're going to bring it in like we bring in each and every episode. Welcome, newbies. If you are new here, we are so excited to have you. And if you are new here, you may not know what you've gotten yourself into, but you've just pulled up to the rich girl's table. Yep, I'm going to say it one more time for you. You just pulled up to the rich girl's table. You made a decision today to invest in your education as it relates to your finances. This is a playground for rich girls where we come to talk about all things financial freedom. Sometimes we talk about mental health. Sometimes we talk about careers. Sometimes we talk about our daily habits, but it all boils down to our journey to become financially free, to be at peace, to be happy, and to just live a full life. For those of you who don't know, your host, Candace, me, I believe that we as women can have it all. And by all, I mean the career, the life, the love, the bags, the houses, the cars, the peace, the joy, and everything in between. For my OG rich girls, welcome back. Hey girl, hey, so happy to have you back. I pray that everyone had an amazing weekend. I pray that you prioritized yourself, that you prioritized your financial freedom journey and that you prioritized your rest. It's really cold out here in Virginia, so I pretty much stayed in but I did go to my favorite supermarket, Wegmans. If you've ever been to Wegmans, you know the vibes. It's just amazing in there. They have everything from flowers to the fancy cheeses to all kind of wines and everything you could possibly think of. So my weekend was amazing. I absolutely prioritized rest on Sunday. <laughs> my fiance actually cooked dinner. Woohoo! He cooks all the time, so it's not a big deal, but I still get excited every time he cooks. So he made homemade pizzas and we just kind of lounged around and we watched Power. I am actually 
watching power, catching up on power or whatever the case might be at the moment. I'm loving it so far. 50 Cent is super talented. I also, what else was I watching? I can't remember. We're trying to catch the Serena Williams movie with Will Smith, King Richard, I believe. We're trying to get that. I think it's on demand. So we're going to check that out as well. But there's another really, really cold weekend coming up for us. And it's it's probably going to snow a little bit. So yeah, we're definitely going to do some more lounging this upcoming weekend. But I pray that you all had an amazing weekend. And I'm so excited to get into this episode today. And I'll tell you why. There are so many things that we talk about at the rich girl's table regarding money. And I think this might be the first time that I'm going to talk about elevating in your career. Because here's the thing, right? What a lot of people don't know is that I also work a full-time, very demanding nine to five, right? So I talk to a lot of my clients and my consultations and they're like, oh, how long have you been doing this? And when I share, they're like, oh, that's amazing. I'm like, yeah, but I also work a nine to five. Like I work all day. (laughs) So a lot of people think that I am a full-time entrepreneur, which I absolutely one day, maybe, right? But I love my job. I actually love what I do. And I think that is part of being successful in what you do is loving it. And sometimes you got to go Goldilocks on it and sort of like jump around a little bit to figure out what you're going to love. But what I noticed as I was kind of planning out season three was, wait a minute, have we talked about career tips? Have we talked about how to get lit in your career so that you can make more money and get promoted and have better experiences with the work that you do day to day. And I've talked about side hustles, right? I've talked about what we do on the side. I've talked about how I run a full financial coaching business, right? And that's my baby. That's, you know, I got my LLC and all of that, but I have not talked about how I became successful in my career, in my nine to five, in my day to day. And so that's what we're going to talk about today, right? And we're going to, I think I'm going to title this one, Ask for the Raise, Sis. (laughs) Ask for the Raise. And so I want to kick it off with some career affirmations that I used when I was, how do you want to call it? Like really, really turning a leaf in my career, really realizing that I wanted to take it to the next level, that I wanted to just elevate in my career. I wanted more, right? I didn't want to do what I was doing anymore. Although it was good work, I just wanted more. So one of my favorite career affirmations is I carry the discipline necessary for success. I carry the discipline necessary for success. There is a lot of discipline that goes into getting promoted and making a lot of money. I'm just going to be completely honest with you. So that's one of my favorite career affirmations. Another one is I attract the right mentors and support to help me on my journey. As we get into the episode, I'm going to talk about what it looks like to choose a mentor at work and, and what that looks like for you. But I attract the right mentors and support to help me on my journey. It's very important when you're looking for a mentor that they see the value in you, okay? That they see the value in carving time out of their day to coach you and help you be successful. It's extremely important. 
So that's why that affirmation is so powerful. Okay. Because for a while there, I wasn't, I I wasn't finding the right mentor and it wasn't about the quality of the mentor, right? It was about right place, right time, right? They weren't in the role I was looking for. They weren't even at the company I was working for. It just wasn't a right fit, but we're going to get into that, right? And we're going to get into how to find a good mentor. So aside from the career affirmations, I also want to share a not so fun fact with you guys. So the wage gap as of 2021 is nuts. It's insane. Okay. As of 2021, women's earnings are around 80% of the average man's. For my folks who, you know, I'm no math, I'm no math major. We know this, right? I don't like math. I just like money. (laughs) For anyone who's not good at math, if a man makes a hundred grand, there is potentially and possibly a woman doing the same exact job, maybe doing it better, making $80,000 a year as their salary. I think that is absolutely bananas. That is absolutely ridiculous that as of 2021, I know we're in 2022, but we're early in 2022. Okay, we still in Q1. But as of last year, 2021, women make 80% of men's earnings. If that doesn't make you want to get out your chair and do something about this. And I want to share something with you guys real quick. This statistic specifically is one of the reasons that I do what I do. I believe that women and men should be equal. I know it sounds, oh, duh, Candace, we all feel like that. But that's the reason that I went into the business of teaching women about finances. Because we have to be prepared, we have to be ready, and we have to be in position to make the money that we deserve. I've been working in corporate America since I was in my early 20s, before I even really understood what was going on, right? But I remember my mom saying when I was young, hey, Candace, you got to know how to play the game, right? Sometimes there would be like a dinner outing and my mom would be like, gosh, I'm so tired. You know, I really didn't really don't feel like going, but you know, I got to go. And I'm like, why don't you just stay home? And she would say, well, you know, you got to know how to play the game. I got to network. I got to get to know people, right? They got to get to know me so that we can continue to be successful together. And that really didn't hit me. Even in my twenties, when I started working in corporate America, didn't hit me for a while about how you quote unquote, play the game. So we're going to talk about that today. How do rich girls play the game? How do we position ourselves for success in our careers? I actually do a little bit of career coaching on the side as well. I know you're like, oh my God, Candace, what don't you do? No, I'm just kidding. But I actually do a little bit of career coaching on the side. And because I I am in a position of leadership, you're almost like a a mentor anyway. Like whether you choose to be a mentor or not, you're a mentor because you are partnering with your people to help them be successful in their career, whether that's tough conversations about, you know, where they need to improve, whether that's heavy recognition when they're doing all of the right things and helping them to get to that next level when it's time, right? So finding a mentor is extremely, extremely important. 
but finding a mentor you can trust is vital. You got to be able to pull up on your mentor and vent and honestly vent, not, you know, keep it cute venting, but tell them how you're really feeling in your career and about what you do. This is how they're going to be able to put together plans and ideas for you to be able to move into a space where you're happy, to be able to move into a space to move onward and upward, not to sulk, not to feel bad for yourself, but to continue to move up and to continue to be successful. So finding a mentor you trust is huge, okay? It's huge, all right? And ways of doing that is actually networking, right? So you talk to people, you attend events. I know a lot of events are on Zoom, I get it. It's like, I'm off, I've been in meetings all day. I'm not trying to get into this networking event on Zoom. I get that, I get that. But it's so necessary, especially for my folks who are working from home. If you're not working from home, it might be a little easier for you. But networking is not easy overall, right? It, it pushes people out of their comfort zone. It pushes you to have conversations with people that you wouldn't normally have conversations with. And I'm going to tell you what the secret sauce to networking is. Be genuine. Be genuine. Laugh with them, joke with them, show them your personality, because guess what? If you come as a representative of who you are and one day that person hires you into their organization, they are going to be stunned by who you really are. So show them who you are professionally. I'm not saying, you know, ask them out, do you know, let's go out for drinks and get lit, you know, to the <laughs> don't do that. But be genuine when you introduce yourself, right? Give them a little bit about you. A lot of people talk about the elevator pitch. I love that because, right, if you do end up in an elevator with your CEO, what do you say, right? I'm a huge Friends fan, as many of you know. And I remember when Rachel was in the elevator with her boss, she was completely silent, right? I would have absolutely talked to, talked to the CEO, the owner, or whoever. It was Ralph Lauren, for those of you who don't watch Friends. But anyway. You got to talk to him. You got to say something. I remember our CEO came to visit and I volunteered, right, to be the manager that, that kind of spoke with them on behalf of my department. And I was scared to death. It was one of the greatest experiences of my life. It's so great to talk to people that are where you want to be, that have seen the success that you want to see. It's amazing. It's incredible. So networking is a task in itself and you have to be intentional about it, okay? I am not telling you to network for your own health. I'm telling you to network for your money, for your pocket, for your wallet, for your purse, <laughs> okay? But it is a task in itself. And when I say you need to be intentional about that, I mean you need to set calendar reminders every three months and you need to reach out to your network. When you meet with someone new, when you are in a meeting that isn't necessarily like a departmental meeting, maybe everyone's there and you meet someone and you you sort of get a vibe going with them over whatever, right? Over the food that they served or over, you know, a gift that the company sent home to you guys. They're part of your network now. One of my favorite questions to ask people after we meet and it's a good vibe is, Hey, would you be all right if I reached out to you and maybe put some time on your calendar to 
to chat a little bit about what you guys do in your space, et cetera, et cetera. It's literally the easiest way to build your network. But you can't be super charming and nice and be this wonderful person and bring this great energy and then never reach out to them again. That's why I set a quarterly reminder on my calendar, on my work calendar, to reach out to my network and say, hey, hey. <laughs> LinkedIn is another amazing resource. I know many, many of you have a LinkedIn profile, but do you use it? Do you utilize it? Do you read the daily rundown? Do you post on LinkedIn? Do you interact on LinkedIn? These days, LinkedIn is the perfect place to build network. The perfect place with people that you already work with, with people that you may want to work with in the future, with other with people who are at other companies, with people that you used to work for that were really successful, right? LinkedIn is an amazing resource for you. So homework item number one, make sure you guys update your LinkedIn uh, profile today. <laughs> make sure once you wrap up this episode that you go and update your LinkedIn profile and find me, Candace Young. So connect with me on LinkedIn. I would love to have you in my network. But that's the first thing, y'all. Network, 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 get to know people. And then you could potentially find that mentor that's going to change your life, essentially. Every mentor that I've had has changed my life for the better. Whether they shared mistakes that they've made, whether they shared their success stories, whether they just shared a life story with me, they have changed me for the better. But I selected that mentor. You're not just, you don't just let anybody mentor you because you don't really know let me take that back. Not that you don't really know, right? But without getting to know someone, you don't know how valuable they can be with you. So you have to kind of watch how somebody moves before you ask them to be your mentor. So for example, I have a friend, right? He's my friend, but I consider him a mentor. I go to him anytime something in my career is going crazy. I'm like, hey, friend, I need help, right? And he's always there. That's another thing about mentors, you know, they got to give you some time, right? And every piece of advice he's given me, I would have never thought of on my own. Literally never. He is an outside the box thinker, right? I am not, right? I'm like, this works. It worked before. It'll work again. He thinks outside of the box. He is able to help me think outside of the box with his advice, right? But what I did before I started asking him for advice was watched how he moved. He has moved so smoothly through this organization that I couldn't help but say, I need him in my corner and I've got to show up and put in the work that will make him feel like I want to help her, right? I want to help her come along and, and, and be successful and continue to climb the ladder. And thankfully I have, right? He has found value in helping me climb the ladder. It's a two-way street. You can't just expect someone who's super successful and in the position that you might want one day to help you without showing them the value of helping you. Are you taking that advice? Are you applying the feedback? And are you continuing on your success journey, right? Is your attitude in the right place to be mentored, a lot of people ain't ready for that conversation. 
But are you in the space to be mentored? Because your mentor got to give you some feedback too. They got to give you some tough feedback sometimes. When you come and sit down in your mentor's office or when you pull up on Zoom with your mentor and you start venting, understand this. They can turn around and say, you could have done better here. You could have done better in this situation and you got to be ready for that. You can't just be ready to complain and vent. You got to be ready for a mentor because mentors are typically fixers, quote unquote. (laughs) And when I say fixers, I mean, you start pouring your heart out there like, here's how you fix it, right? Mentors are usually fixers. So sometimes you have a relationship with your mentor where you might say, hey, I don't need you to fix this. I just need to vent. But most of the time, a mentor is already in their mind thinking of how they can help you out of this situation, how they can help you with this situation most of the time. So finding a mentor you can trust and finding a circle of trust is huge, right? Your mentor is going to help you through your career. And sometimes you might even talk about personal things, right? That you feel like are holding you back and they might give you tips and tricks of the trade. But a circle of trust is another thing, right? People are like, oh, I don't have friends at work and all of that. And listen, if you don't want them to follow you on Instagram, that's fine. But you should absolutely be cool with people at work and you should have at least two to three people that you can go through, go to on any given day and say, hey, let's go for lunch. I'm having a rough day. Be careful with who you include in your circle of trust. Right. Don't just go rambling to somebody you met last week. But if you guys have built a relationship and a connection. And you feel like you can trust them. Right. And they're not someone who you know, is not going, doesn't have your best interests at heart, right? You're looking for people who have your best interests at heart. If they are someone that truly wants to see you succeed, you can vent to them and they will understand that you are simply venting and that you really, you want to do better. But that's all deep down inside, right? Because it all shows as someone who is a mentor, I can tell you it shows when someone is venting and doesn't want to do better. They feel like the world is against them. The job is against them. Nobody loves them, <laughs> right? Like nobody at work is going to ever promote them. I, you can't work with that type of person. You have to have the right attitude. Okay. So aside from finding a mentor that you can trust, and aside from finding a couple of friends that you can trust, And aside from networking, you got to work hard and be good at what you do. I'll tell you, I have had people come to me, right? Not even in my organization, like just people who know that I career coach and say, hey, Candice, like, I really, really want to get promoted at work. I really need more money. I really need all of these different things. And the first thing I, the first thing I ask them is, well, how are you performing at work? Like amongst your peers, how are you doing compared to them? Oh, you know, my performance isn't too well. You know, I didn't do too well last year. I didn't. I said, that's the first thing you want to do, baby. (laughs) Point blank, period. The first thing you want to do is get your performance in place. You got to be the best of the best. Point blank, period. Point blank, period. Now, I understand there are times where we find ourselves in a position or a role that we don't necessarily, we're not good at. We don't love it, right? but you got to push through. Or sometimes you got to make the tough decision that, you know, this ain't the job. This ain't the organization. This ain't the company for me. This just ain't it. But you got to work hard and be good at what you do. And a lot of the times when you're good at what you do, you like what you do. 
that's a huge factor. That's why I tell people all the time, you know, like I have, I have a friend who consistently asks me, when are you going to go out on your own and just be a full-time entrepreneur? And I'm like, if I didn't like my job, I would have considered that years ago, but I actually love what I do. And please believe if I didn't, I would make a move. <laughs> I would do something different. I would go to another company. I would go to another role, but I genuinely love what I do. So there's no reason for me to feel this pressure to go full-blown entrepreneur. I like my job. I hope a lot of you like your job. (laughs) But we have to work hard and we have to be really, really good at what we do. That means we have to continuously invest in ourselves. If our leader points out an area of opportunity, we have to work towards making that a strength. We have to work towards, we have to ask for help. We have to ask people who are good at something that we may not be good at to help us be good at it. If we want to be good at it, we have to go the extra mile because it's never crowded. And I'm just going to run back to the stat that I gave you guys. As of 2021, women's earnings are around 80%. So as women specifically going the extra mile It's just in our nature. It's in our blood. It is what it is. But guess what? It's a must, right? Volunteer for stuff. If there are projects out there on the table, I don't care how scared you are. Y'all know my motto, do it scared. Tell whoever might be out there, you know, running this project, heading up this project. Hey, look, I want to be part of this. I don't know what that looks like right now, but I want to be a part of this right? Don't just throw your name in a hat for anything. Make sure that you understand what you're getting yourself into and that you're going to enjoy it. But volunteer for stuff, right? As a leader in an organization, there are things that I will ask my team and say, hey, this is going on. Would you like to be a part of it? Right. And people will. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. This is what we want. We want people to ask for more. Once you are very, very good at what you do, you should absolutely be doing more. Now, hold on. (laughs) I don't want you all to get this message twisted. Don't do more for free. Now, sometimes you jump into a project. It's a lot of work. You're up late hours. You're doing a lot. You're not getting paid for it. Don't do too many of those. (laughs) Okay. I don't mean when I say not getting paid for it, I mean, maybe this is a what we would call in corporate America, a stretch assignment, right? So yeah, you're doing more work, but this is only because it's going to lead to more money, right? Make sure you are making calculated moves. And that's why a mentor is important. Sometimes you got to say, hey, there's this project out there that I want to be a part of. What do you think? And they may ask you two or three questions that will put you in a position to say, "Mm, this may not be the move for me. This isn't the move that's going to get me the promotion. This isn't the move that's going to get me the next role, right? But your mentor may absolutely say, you should totally do this. You should absolutely be involved in this. You should absolutely throw your name in the hat for this, right? But we only making money moves all 2022 and beyond. We're not just going to work all of these extra crazy hard hours for nothing, right? Now, sometimes it, it, it does great for your experience, right? You're like, oh, well, I learned a lot doing that assignment, right? I learned a whole lot. It made you more marketable. Always think about how marketable you are. 
right? All the notches on your belt. When you're able to say, oh, I know this part of the business and I know this part of the organization because I did this stretch assignment. That's money, baby. That's money. So don't shy away from doing some extra stuff. Because that is what leadership in corporate America or in your organization or in any organization is looking for, for someone to come in, get really, really good at their job, do some great networking and take on extra tasks. Because guess what? Most of the time, what you're trying to get promoted to is it you're going to get more tasks. You're going to have more work, right? Now, I've been manifesting more money for less work for for quite some time now. (laughs) But, you know, who knows, right, if that's going to actually come into fruition. But we got to put in the work at the end of the day. And so your performance and how you are weighed against your peers, all of that matters. And you should fully understand that you should fully be having developmental conversations with your leader to see what it looks like for you to continue to climb the ranks, period. I have a conversation with my leader once a quarter to say, hey, these are my goals. This is what I want to do. This is where I'm trying to get to. Is there anything else I should be doing to accomplish these goals? Is there anything that I'm doing that is stopping me from accomplishing these goals? You got to be okay with hearing the not so great feedback too. Where can you improve? The more comfortable you are accepting and receiving and applying constructive feedback, man, the better you'll be. You become so dangerous when someone can give you a piece of constructive feedback and you take that and say, thank you so much. I'm going to work on that. All feedback and good feedback. I know, trust me, I know. But if somebody is taking time out of their day to tell you where you can improve, you best believe they're invested in you and they care about you and they care about your success. So next, what I want to talk about is asking for the raise. We're going to get into the title of the episode, ask for the raise, sis. But understand what comes with it. You're not going to get a raise to do the same thing you're doing today. Probably not going to get a raise to do less work, which sometimes you will. Sometimes that does happen, right? Pretty rare. It's pretty rare, but it happens, right? (laughs) Ask for the raise. But understand this. Here's here's the situation with asking for a raise. There's so much you need to understand about your organization before you pull up on your senior leaders or your leadership team or your HR group or whoever it is that you talk about these things with. There's a lot you need to have an understanding of, right? For one, are you the best of the best? Are you killing it in your role? Do you understand what you are measured by, for one, and are you doing the best that can be done? Are you doing the best work that can be done? Is your performance top tier? Would your manager or leader come to you when they need something on the fly, something complex, when they need help? Are you a go-to person in your group, on your team, in your organization? Are you the best of the best? Are you the creme de la creme? Now, I know it's, it's only rich girls listening today, so I know you are, right? So we can just scratch that one out. You're definitely the best of the best, right? But you have to have that very personal conversation with yourself. Like, am I going 
am I giving this 110%? Do I have more to give? Sometimes you don't. And it's okay to recognize that. But sometimes you do. I've been there. I've been there in my career. Since my 20s, there have been times where I've had to say, Candace, you can be doing more. You could be doing better. Or you need a new mentor. Or you need somebody that's really going to shake things up for you. There's so many factors, like I said, that play into it. So that's number one. Are you the creme de la creme? We already answered that. You are, right? Number two is, can your organization afford to give you a raise, right? And I hate to, listen, I'm going to take the word pandemic out of my vocabulary, but I'm just going to, I'm just going to give you one more, one more item as it relates to the pandemic. Some companies can't afford the raise. And some companies, I mean, essentially, they can't afford you. (laughs) They can't afford you. Right. And that's okay. You could love that organization and they could love you too. But that's when we go back to the LinkedIn profile, update your LinkedIn profile, sis, update your resume, because you need to get out there and start looking. Right. You are elevating your lifestyle. You are elevating your life in so many different ways. You need the money to match. You need the money to match. We have a whole episode on season two called Side Hustle Queens. It is 100% foolproof that you can start a side hustle and and make more than your salary on your side hustle. But that's work. (laughs) Everybody's not built for a side hustle. That is work. Okay, that is getting off of work at night and then getting on your laptop or your personal computer and going back to work for your side business. That is work. Everybody's not there. Everybody doesn't want to do that. Sometimes people just want to make the money in their nine to five and be off and be done. And that's okay too. We don't judge rich girls around here, right? Just a lot of us got side hustles, but a lot of us don't. And that's okay. But that's why it's important to understand how to continuously climb the ladder at work so that you can position yourself for the lifestyle that you want for you. So number one with asking a raise is being the creme de la creme. Number two is can your organization afford you? And number three is are you prepared to put in the work that it takes for someone to give you the raise? Do they see that in you now? Do they see that next level in you now? A lot of career coaches might say something like, Oh, you got to be working in the role that you want now currently, right? Like if you want that next level, you sort of have to be doing things the way somebody in that next level would be doing things, right? Just being mature about your decisions, making, taking calculated risks within your career, right? But it all boils down to being the creme de la creme, right? Do you deserve the raise? Yes. Are you putting the work in for the raise? Hmm. I don't know. (laughs) that's for you to, that's for you to answer, right? A lot of us think we just, you know, we're going to sit pretty. We're going to do the bare minimum. Like I do a good job at what I do. They should just give me a raise. Nobody just walks up and taps you on the shoulder and gives you a raise. That's just not how this world is built. Nobody owes you anything. Okay. We have to work for everything that we have and everything that we want. And we have to work even harder based on these crazy ass stats out here as it relates to women and men's salaries. (laughs) Okay. 
So listen, the last thing I'm going to get into on this episode is very simple. Don't settle. Don't settle. This is why throughout the podcast, you'll hear me talk about savings and how saving is an art, saving money up, getting your emergency funds ready, 401ks, investments, all of these things that will position you to be able to say, this no longer serves me and walk away. A lot of people settle because either they haven't identified the talent within themselves, they don't feel like putting in the work to try to get some to try to get a job somewhere else. They just don't want to go through all the riffraff. And people will settle for a career, for a man, a woman, for, you know, the house that they, you know, that wasn't their dream house. People settle every day. I don't want none of y'all to settle. And that's why I do what I do, because I need y'all to understand that you need to be able to say this ain't it. And no amount of money can keep you anywhere if that ain't it. If that career is not filling your cup, you need to be able to lean on your savings and your investments and your 401k and your emergency funds. And you need to be able to say, this ain't it. I know it sounds easier said than done. I get that. And I'm not telling you that if you don't like your job today because something happened today that you should quit. Absolutely not. Keep your job, keep your income. But what I'm saying is calculated risks. Evaluate how things have been going over the last 90 days. Does this career still serve you? Should you make a move within the organization? Should you be looking for other jobs in other organizations? Right? Calculated moves. A lot of people who are career savvy will move to a new organization and not ever miss a paycheck. Why? You want to, you call that a calculated move. I have, I've put in my two weeks at my, at my current job. My uh, new job starts in three weeks. I have a week of vacation and I never missed a paycheck. But it takes maturity and it takes discipline and it takes consistency to do that. So don't just up and leave your job, but we're not going to settle either. We're going to take strategic risks. We're going to do everything it takes to show our value to this organization until we can anymore. And then we're going to go ahead and make our move. Okay. And then we're going to go ahead and make our move, but do not settle. This is why emergency funds and savings and all of these things are so, so important because it doesn't matter what it is in our lives, a marriage, a friendship, nothing should tie us to something that doesn't serve us anymore for money. Nothing. If that job isn't serving you anymore, sis, it's time to move on. It's time to move on. If they aren't appreciating you and what you bring to the table, first of all, you are the table. Let's be clear. <laughs> They're not appreciating you. And they are not promoting you the way that they should. It could be time to look elsewhere or it could be time to look inside. Are you doing what it takes? Are you putting in the work? Are you in this space right now, the creme de la creme? Are you the best of the best? Are you the go-to? 
And that's really what matters. Now, I know that some people that are listening right now, your organization, it may not be the best situation, right? You might be doing all of these things that I said, and still it's not happening. That's why as rich girls, we must always position ourselves to be in spaces that celebrate, appreciate, nurture, and elevate us into the direction that we want to go. But it all starts off with finding a mentor you can trust, finding a circle of trust, learning how to network, being amazing at what you do and loving what you do, going the extra mile, doing the extra stuff and asking for the races, ask for what you deserve. Ask. So the next time you're feeling a little off about your career and your career moves and what's going on, understand that God's no's are simply redirection. So if it ain't happening where you at right now, trust and believe God is taking you through this experience for a reason. He has so much bigger and better for you, but he has some lessons that he needs you to learn. The lessons continue to show up until we learn them and apply them. So just know if you are in a waiting period right now, be prepared for way more than you asked for. I appreciate you guys pulling up on me today. I appreciate you guys supporting the Money Mindset Queen podcast and pulling up to the rich girls table each and every Monday. This episode was huge to me. It was major to me. And I hope that you guys got something out of it. I thank you guys so much for your support. And please connect with me. Please find me on Instagram at your credit queen. Send me a message. Tell me how you felt about this episode. Drop five stars in the reviews. Leave me a comment. We love to see what you guys think about the podcast. And I'm just so, so excited for you guys to continue to elevate and continue to learn and grow and continue to prioritize your financial freedom journey. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. And I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week. Toodles, rich girls. You hear that? It sounds like money flowing into your bank account. Thanks so much for tuning in with your girl on the Money Mindset Queen podcast. You made a choice today to grow mentally and financially and to attract abundance. Help someone else out and send this their way because we all deserve a life full of health, wealth, and abundance. And there's no need to wait. Make sure you tag us while listening or head over to Your Credit Queen on Instagram to learn more on how we can snatch your credit score in no time and come up with a plan that works for you to get your finances in order this year. Until next week, remember, rich is hard and broke is hard. You get to choose your heart.